Hello everyone, this is your buddy and your pal, Ouch, and welcome to the OuchCast. It's my show now! <laughs> and this is What You've Been Watching, the TV and movie review show on the OuchCast. So, today's show is going into a territory that even I'm surprised that I haven't gone in before. Have you ever had one of those memories of like a particular TV show in the back of your mind that no one else has ever heard of, but you swear it was a real thing. So you go on Google some drunk Tuesday night, and by using the most basic search terms possible, you find a grainy clip on YouTube of a Saturday morning cartoon bumper for the adventures of Hyperman, and you are just ecstatic about it. Hold on to your cuds, kid. It's time to go hyper! Beam up, strap in, and hang on to the hypertronic adventures of Hyperman. Aha! That is the experience we are looking for today as we delve into the world of lost media. For a layman's definition, lost media is when a program or piece of content is not saved by any parent company or copyright holder, and the only proof of existence is either through home recorded videotapes or print ads from old magazines. For example, that Hyperman ad is just one thing I found as I kinda recognize that character design from like old issues of kid magazines, like Disney Adventures, Nickelodeon magazines, stuff like that. And for that particular series, it's one season run of 13 episodes pretty much don't exist anywhere, sans the handful of episodes on YouTube or maybe floating around elsewhere on the internet. And I made the mistake of going to the Lost Media Wiki Talk about Lost, you'll lose entire nights just combing through the records looking at entries that you may have watched back in the day. My one critique is that certain people will really stretch the definition and consider things like production stills and pilot episodes as Lost Media. To me, there's a difference between Lost and Never Created. For how many different stills I've seen of Batman concepts that never made it into a full production, like the Poison Ivy Harley Quinn cartoon, or Batman in high school, that's a completely different category to me. I am talking made, aired, and then forgotten to time. And wowzers, have we got a show to talk about today. It's almost unfair that I'm reviewing this show as the only thing I've seen are about five minute video clips of just the opening of one episode. But there is so much to go over, and no one in my house wants to talk about it, so here we are. So put on your Koopa helmet and set the Betamax to record as we take a look at King Koopa's Cool Cartoons. Even 
when you're grounded. Miss it once you ride it, look forever you'll be hounded by King Koopa Koopa. From 1989, King Koopa's Cool Cartoons. KKK, that's not good. <laughs> is a children's live action television program aired on KTTV, a Fox affiliate station in Los Angeles. And that's it. That was the only place this aired. This show runs along the lines of a Bozo the Clown or a Zushusha, featuring King Koopa as the host, his created for TV pet rat Ratso, a theoretical character named Mr. Mean Jeans, which no footage has been found of yet, and a crowd of children wearing Koopa helmets as a studio audience. This was a spin-off to the more popular Super Mario Bros. Super Show, where this version of King Koopa is kind of based off of. This ran for one season with 65 episodes and only a handful of clips available on YouTube, some of which aren't even a minute long, and that is the only thing available. The clip we're going over today is from a YouTube page called Beta Gems Lost Media, which is someone just putting up clips from a collection of Betamax tapes. Someone has to do the Lord's work, all I'm saying. The series started with actor Chris Latta playing King Koopa. The voice he's putting on is kind of a mix of Louie Anderson and Eddie Pepitone, but maybe a little bit less harsh. And kingly gifts from on high, because they all love me here, they really The one and only King Koopa and his cool cartoons is next with prizes, cartoons, and me, just me. But apparently, around halfway through production, Lada was fired and replaced by actor Pat Pinney? Piney? Something like that? This is from Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. But, partway through the series production, Chris Lada was fired and replaced after a string of incidents occurred, including an altercation where Lada's own son was among the child audience. Additionally, after the firing of Lada, Children noticed the difference between Lada and replacement actor Pat Penny and would insult Penny or call him an imposter. Which, those are the clips I want to see. You go from that familiar growl to this. Oh yes, oh it's prize time troopers and that means another visit from Ratso the Prize Rat. Hey, what's the deal here? No costume. Oh, I expected Ratso the Prize giveaway a power glove here. To Maurice Brown of Whittier, he wins a Mattel power glove. And I certainly would want the other guy back, and not just because this guy's trying to give away a power glove. Like, he forgets to put on a character voice at all. You know, find Bowser, make it your own, something. Plus, this certainly sounds like everything in the studio is recorded with a shotgun mic. It's just catching everything. Even the kids not understanding the prize are a bit. You can pretty much hear it all. The reception to the show seems to be mixed. Apparently, parents really hated it due to the scary portrayal of Koopa, but children 
the actual target market for the show, seemingly loved it? The reason behind the cancellation is unknown, but just go look at this freaking show. Do you even need a reason to cancel it? Plus, I still think Nintendo is a big reason behind it, even back in 89, before it was a real powerhouse. Remember, Nintendo owns the rights to a parody porn called Super Horneo Brothers solely so that it can't be released because it's using their characters. You mean to tell me that Nintendo decided that this one station was allowed to use the ugliest version of their character to do nothing but host cartoons from the 1920s and 30s which had nothing to do with Mario? Seems pretty sus to me. So let's get into what this show possibly was, starting with that theme song. And oh boy, this sounds like take three of a Jack Black B-side. You can hear bits and pieces of the Mario sound effects every now and again, but it sounds like someone's synthesizer had forgotten to practice and sheepishly turned this in. And while the music is playing, King Koopa is gleefully parading down the sidewalks of Hollywood, being followed by his Koopa Troopas, which are children in the previously mentioned Koopa helmets. I'm honestly not kidding, it looks like Koopa is trying to start a cult, not host a TV show. After the theme song, we go into the studio. In this specific clip, there's about maybe 20 kids in the audience, and I'm being nice about it. On the walls behind the kids, there are just giant faces of the Koopa Troopa painted up, not in a cool mural kind of way, just face. On Koopa's part of the stage, he has like a basic stand with like a little handful of props you might see in skits every now and again. You can see headshots of the Mario characters from the cartoon show you were just watching on the background, alongside a fully paper mache head of Luigi, if it looked like it came from the Pikmin art portfolio. Plus, in certain clips, you can see the stage director, who is dressed like Mario, trying to keep the kids wrangled. So then Koopa goes into the first bit. Koopa himself looks like a hobo was su suffering from leprosy and illusions of grandeur. He has a bathrobe that looks like it was stolen from a double tree trash bin, pajama pants pulled up over his belly, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume shirt repurposed for his needs, and a giant alien mask with a crown glued on top. The only thing missing is a cardboard sign that says, won't expose myself for food. Then comes the comedy gag. I understand that entertaining kids is hard, but everything about this screams, we came up with an idea, but no punchline. Should we worry about rehearsing or not? Just everything about this part screams ill-prepared. It's a one-note bit, Koopa is struggling to fill up time, and the punchline is such a flat note. It's bizarre someone said, ah, good enough. I'm King Koopa, and today we're hearing tributes from my loyal subjects. Oh. It's a phone call. I wonder who could be calling to give me tribute. <laughs> King here, start your tribute. <laughs> your name's Arthur, and you sent me a tie-dye t-shirt in honor of my day 
Oh, I wonder where he... Hold on, Arthur. Where is it? Where's my T-shirt? Is this it? This must be it. Uh, nice tie job, Arthur. Uh, <coughs> Arthur, uh, <coughs> where's the dye? Arthur, where's the dye, Arthur? Where is it? Arthur, where's the dye? Arthur. Now, what's interesting is the fact that this clip may be where a bit of an urban legend came from. Before this discovery, someone claimed that Koopa once got a negative letter from a fan and then basically said, I know where you live. There's no direct connection and this bit reveals it's just a comedy thing, but this could have been the starting point of this rumor. I know where you live, Arthur. I'll drop a complimentary piranha into your bathtub tonight, Arthur. You're dying my entire life, Arthur. And then, basically, Immediately after threatening someone, Koopa goes directly into a giveaway. But first, I have four tickets to the LA Zoo for a trooper in the audience. Red soda, card, please. All right, I don't take my hand. Red soda's always trying to take my hand. Blue number five. I mean, talk about the crowd goes mild. The only people seemingly enjoying this moment are all the adult crew members when Koopa starts roasting the winner. What's your name, Troop? Carlos, how you doing? Are you a trooper? Say the trooper salute. <laughs> Whoa! You won't do that. You're too cool, huh, Carlos? <laughs> I don't care. Well, you're gonna get tickets to the LA Zoo. All right? You excited, Carlos? <laughs> Carlos is bored. <laughs> well, Carlos, that's okay. You'll have a good time at the zoo. <laughs> Wait till feeding time comes. The king has more prizes and more tributes coming up. Overall, what a weird idea. This would be like if you were watching Krusty the Clown in reality. To take the first attempt at a character, steal the Ice Capades outfit he's based on, tell an actor to play it however he wants, in front of an audience who is already too old for this kind of show, for 65 episodes, which is really only partial work because the show is just a placeholder for old cartoons, all for it to be completely tossed away and forgotten about. Seems unfair, but I respect the decision. I mean, are you expecting there to be comedy gold on any of the other missing clips? Because even for barely three minutes, there's a level of cringe to this that exceeds all expectations. And I know they were going to try to get a crossover with Lou Albano, guaranteed. I mean, all of the clips I used here in this episode, that's the entire video. I'll put a link in the description so you can watch it but there's not more to discover than what I just went over. Is it unfair of me to review a show based on three minutes of material? Yes. If someone told you life was fair, you'd better ask them to apologize. With all of that being said, I'm going to give King Koopa's Cool Cartoons a 3 out of 10.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ouchcast. To keep up with the show, follow us over on Spotify so you never miss a new episode. And if you like what you hear, send an email over this way at ouch64 at gmail.com. This podcast was written without AI assistance. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time.